Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. P-S-N-Y. Recording in progress. Fantastic. This is episode 116 of the Bleacher Creatures Yankees podcast presented by Elite Sports New York, Crossing Broad, Warwick Gaming, XO Media, and as always, Rivercrest NYC. I think I forgot to do that last week, so I wanted to get it out of the way bright and early this time. Allison, the Yankees are in the wild card game. Again. Again. We made it. It's Everything's fine. It was a, a tough series against the Rays. Uh, I would have been a little more comfortable if it didn't take us until the very last half inning to lock down our spot in the American League wildcard game, but we made it. Here we are. We made it, but at what cost? That's the real question. <laughs> the it cost is just... of my mental sanity. Yeah, it was it was a rough weekend, a very rough weekend, because you know, we had a good series against the Blue Jays and a good series against Boston, and yeah, you felt pretty early. You know, you just take one from the Rays. Let's just win the first game and we're going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. And, That's all we yeah. needed. And not only did we lose the first two games of the series, but we were locked in a 0-0 dead heat tie all the way to the bottom of the ninth inning. And let's just, let's start there because it was absurdly stupid for the Tampa Bay Rays to not walk Aaron Judge in that situation. Oh yeah. So um, obviously they, they switched pitchers at that point and there was so much conversation, even the yes network put like Aaron judge automatically on first. They base. did. They, so they like, intentionally, the yes network intentionally yeah. walked Aaron. Judge. They were like, yeah, there's no way there's no way. And then they come back from commercial and you're like, oh shit, he's actually up. Yeah. <laughs> what? No, so the, the situation is that you have one out in the bottom of the ninth inning, the winning runs on third base. Mm-hmm. So second base and first base, they don't matter. Those, those outs do not matter. And here you have Aaron Judge, the best hitter on the Yankees team. You have one out and you have first base open. Any other manager in Major League Baseball would say, let's walk Aaron Judge. Let's pitch to John Carlos Stan with a double play in order or at least a force out at home if that's what it comes down to. And John Carlos Stan more likely to strike out than Aaron Judge. So let's, let's go that route. Nope. Nothing. Yeah. They were just like, yeah, let's. Let's pitch to Aaron Judge. We can probably get him. Andrew Kittredge, he can get him. And, and Judge just pokes a little ground ball. It just gets past the pitcher. Tyler Wade, fastest man alive, makes it home. Yankees walk off their way into the one-game playoff, which is, oh, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm very nervous. It's it's like out of the out of the fire, out of the frying pan, into the fire. That's what it is right now. So we finally, we locked it down. We locked it down. We're in the AL wildcard game, and now we have to go to Fenway and play the Boston Red Sox. Right. I mean, a lot of people are like, yes, the Yankees made the postseason. In my eyes, they're not in the postseason until they win this next game. If they yeah, don't win this, this isn't next good game, enough. it doesn't matter. This isn't good it's, enough. If we lose the wildcard game, it's not good enough. We made it to the postseason. No, 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 no. 
we have to win the wild card game. And this isn't 2017 against the twins. This isn't 2018 against the athletics. We had just zero, zero faith in those teams to beat the New York Yankees. There's just, there's that mental block when it comes to October, the twins and the A's are just not going to beat us. It's just not going to happen no matter what happens. And you know, you win the division in 2019, you don't have to worry about it. Last year, you have that fake wild card series with the fake playoffs and whatever. This is the Red Sox though. This is, mm-hmm. Ooh, this is going to be a game. This is going to be one of those games that, that we're going to look back on in like 10 years and decide whether or not the Yankees were a success or not. I'm, I'm honestly terrified. I mean, obviously I know the Yankees ended the regular season with two really good series against the Red Sox, but that literally means nothing nope. going in. You have Garrett Cole starting who at Fenway he's had, he's been hit. He's been hit at Fenway. <laughs> it has yeah, happened. Garrett Cole has not pitched well against the Red Sox year this right. year. His ERA is almost five against the Red Sox this and then year. You are facing naturally Nathan Avaldi because the Red Sox know that any former Yankee pitcher is going to crush it against them. So <laughs> obviously it's, you're going to have a rough time. It's going to be a game. And you know what? I'm probably going to be not breathing for the entirety of the game. No. And I think, I think we would be remiss if we didn't mention that coming into this game, I think we can both agree. Garrett Cole, clearly not a hundred percent, clearly not a hundred percent in his last three starts. He's given up 15 earned runs. His last three starts, 15 runs in three starts. That's not good. That's mm-hmm. not good. And I, oh, I'm nervous. Honestly, what I'm most concerned about is the offense. I mean, I totally understand. Obviously, Garrett Cole does not want to put his team in a hole at any point. You just can't can't. because the offense, you just don't know what you're going to get. Either you're going to get a team that's going to put up 10 runs, which happens, but much more rarely, or you're going to get a team that is shut out by Nathan Avaldi through seven innings. Yeah, and to be fair, we've we've hit pretty well against Nathan Avaldi this year. This is going to be the seventh time that we see Avaldi this year. We haven't put a ton of runs. If you take out his last start, he went two and two thirds his last start against the Yankees and gave up six earned, seven total runs. So that was, you know, uh, that's a good outing for the Yankees offense. But over the course of the year, it's, it's you're looking at his like one earned run, two earned runs. I don't think there's a three earned runs in there, and. And sure, there's a lot of hits coming against Nathan Avaldi. We're hitting against him a lot. Our OPS is solid, but we're not scoring runs against him. We got to score runs against him. And it is going to be tough against Avaldi. It's a very good sinker ball pitcher to lift the ball out of the ballpark. And we know the Yankees offense can sometimes be a little reliant on the home run ball. And there has been a lot of times this year where it feels like Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton are the only guys playing offense. So... Mm-hmm. We're very reliant on the two of them. If they're not going to play well tomorrow, I don't see a scenario where the Yankees come out of this game with a win because if Garrett Cole's not 100%, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tag him for three runs tomorrow. I'm putting three runs on him tomorrow. If we score more than three runs against the Red Sox tomorrow, we're going to win this game. But it is... It's a tough one. It's a tough one. You just don't know what you're going to get. You think that the Yankees are going to come out strong and, you know, energetic and excited, but we've seen so many times and just time and time again, where they've, they've been in these situations all season long, for God's sake. This weekend, this weekend, you have, you have three chances Mm -hmm. this weekend to, to put yourself in the AL wildcard game, three chances. And it takes you until the very last half inning of the last game to finally do it. 
And it's just, mm-hmm. the offense was non-existent. Scored three runs in and the first game, two in the Tyler second, and one in the third. Wade scoring the yes. winning run to do that. Tyler Not Wade, anyone actually, who's in the starting lineup, it no. takes Tyler Wade. I actually did see a stat that Tyler Wade has scored more pinch runs than anyone in baseball this year because that's what he's there for. That's what he does. Not surprising. We, we put Tyler Wade in those situations because the only real asset he brings to the team at this point is running. That's it. Mm-hmm. I mean, his defense is very good, but we don't care about him defensively. We care about hitting. We care about hitting Allison, and he can't hit. So we only put him in these pinch running situations, and it, it works sometimes. Worked yesterday. We're great. We're golden. But, I mean, to score, what is that? Six total runs against the Rays this weekend? The Rays doubled that in one game. Yeah. Can't do that tomorrow. Can't do that tomorrow. And I guess today when people are listening to it. Can't do that later today. Can't have that. Tomorrow is going to be like, I, I don't know. Like, do I preemptively take Wednesday off just because either I'll be so happy that I'll die or I'll be so upset that I'll die? I don't, it's, it's a fair, it's a fair question to be asked. What are, oh, I don't know. I might, I might skip class tomorrow. I might have to skip class. I don't know. I'm, I mean, I already told my boyfriend I'm not talking to him tomorrow <laughs> yeah. and probably not the next day. And depending how it goes, maybe not ever. Until if if the Red Sox win tomorrow, you can't talk to him until they're eliminated. You just can't do it. Can't do so it. So it's funny because um, his dad called last night and I was watching the game from my little pullout couch set. I was, you know, curled up on my pullout couch and I was like watching, uh, watching the Yankees, like biting my nails. I was doing everything I could superstition wise. And he gets a call from his dad, who's a huge Red Sox fan. And (laughs) my boyfriend looks over at me and he's like, oh, it's my dad. And I was like, tell him I don't want to talk to him. I just don't. And I heard him laughing over the phone. He's like, good. I don't want to talk to you either. So as you can see, very, very great relationship with the boyfriend's parents. Oh yeah. He's already shit talking you before the games even started. That's fantastic. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's the sign of a great relationship with the, with the old (laughs) in-laws. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow. It is the worst case scenario for me. Obviously, any sort of wild card one game playoff sucks. But being against the Red Sox of all teams, just you you're adding all the drama of a seven game series into literally nine innings, hopefully of baseball. Yeah. And here's the thing. Even if we win, it doesn't get any easier. Now you have to go and play the Tampa Bay Rays in a five game set. Mm -hmm. And that's. That's a tall order for this Yankees team who just got, you might as well have gotten shut out this weekend because your your offense did absolutely nothing outside of Aaron judge and John Carlos Stanton. You didn't do anything. You didn't do anything. And you have to go play that team now in a five game set after uh, what's 100% going to be an absolute dogfight of a wild card game. Yep. Yep. And, you know, obviously, if you start Garrett Cole in the wild card game, he's not hopefully not going to be your opening or not opening day, opening series starter for the next series. But so many people have questioned that. And the thing is, you have to win Tuesday to get any further. So you've got to do what you got to do. I mean, there's no other question about it. Yeah. And you're looking at, I don't know. I don't know if they'll maybe they'll keep Master Cortez Jr. in the rotation. I don't know. Uh, who do you who do you bump wouldn't that from? be something world yeah. series mvp nestor cortez jr who, 
who who would you bump for Nestor Cortez Jr. and because uh, we're going to a four man rotation because that's what you do when you get to the postseason. Mm-hmm. So we have Garrett Cole not getting bumped, obviously, and then you have Jameson Tyone, Corey Kluber, and Jordan Montgomery. Who do you bump from that for the staff ace, Nestor Cortez Jr.? Who who do you who do you take out of that equation? What, are you going to put Nestor back in the bullpen? I don't know. I don't know. You might have to. You might have to. I mean, obviously, Jordan Montgomery's last start lev- left much to be desired. But at the yes. same time, he he has been a huge asset throughout the entire year. So you're hoping it's just a one-time blip. But I don't know. And like the whole Corey Kluber thing, I love it, of course. But is he going to stay healthy? Yeah, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's a, a short Corey Kluber start and you piggyback Nestor off him or or you go the other way around. But, you know, Corey mm-hmm. Kluber, he starts games. He doesn't come out of the mm-hmm. bullpen. He starts games. And, right, and exactly. this isn't the time that you're going to ask him to all of a sudden come out of the bullpen when you don't really have to. It's not like he's been bad this year and you're it's like an Andrew Heaney situation. We're like, listen, man, you are just you're not cut out for this. You're not cut out for starting these games. So we're going to put you in the bullpen and. If we're down by 10 runs by the fifth inning, you might get a shot or two. Like that's not mm-hmm. that's not the role for Corey Kluber. And that's not the role for Nestor Cortez Jr. either, because he has been right. since since we reacquired him, he's been one of the best pitchers we have. Mm-hmm. So how, how I don't know. How how can you justify taking him out of the rotation? And how do you justify, you know, if it's maybe it's Jamison Tyone because he's injured? Maybe, but he's also a guy who's only started. He's just a starter. It's you don't want to ask guys to do something I've never done before when you when you get to the postseason and say, yeah, today you're actually you're not starting and, and you're just going to have to get ready in a hurry if we need you. If if, if that situation arises, I think right. you also have to know the Yankees have a lot of guys in the bullpen who can throw multiple innings. So you really don't need a lot out of your starters. If you get through four innings, you can go Severino, Dem- uh, Domingo Herman, Jonathan Luizaga, or Aldis Chapman that can bridge. Which I kind of really, really like about this year's bullpen. I mean, obviously, I I love Zach Britton, and I love having him on the squad, but he has only shown himself to really be a one-inning guy, maybe one and a third, you know, something like that. But you got Luis out there who can easily go two innings. Luis Severino, easily go two innings. You know, you have people like that in the bullpen now, which really, really helps. Yeah, and you know who's absolutely going to have a big moment at some point if the Yankees go deep in the postseason? Luis heel mm. under, under the radar move, bringing him back for DJ LeMahieu, who went on the 10 day injured list. Mm-hmm. I could see a very realistic scenario where Luis heel keeps the Yankees like a blow up start by Tyone. He gives up four runs in two innings and they, they pull him early and they say, all right, Luis heel, keep this game close. Give us a chance yep. here. And he just pitches his ass off for three innings. The Yankees come back. They get back into the game. Go to the big guns, Severino, Loizaga, Chapman, Chad Green. I love our bullpen. I love it. And I love our starting rotation. It's just. We love it. Then we hate it. Then we love it. Then we hate it. That's just being a Yankees fan. I've said we haven't had this problem with the starting rotation in in a few years where we're looking (laughs) at and being like, well, we have too many good pitchers. Who are who's the fifth guy? Who's going to be the fifth guy? Who's who's getting bumped from the rotation? We haven't had this problem in so long. Right. So <laughs> usually long. actually you want to bump two or three guys. <laughs> yeah, usually it's like how many innings can we really get from Jonathan Luizaga or how many innings can we really get from Chad Green? Like do we really need four starters? No. <laughs> and we were just a few years ago we were throwing a bullpen game in the playoffs. 
in the playoffs. We didn't yeah. have enough starters. And it's the opposite of the problem we have now. I, I love our rotation. I love our bullpen. I'm just, I'm very scared that we're not going to score runs. I'm very, very. Well, um, you know what I'm feeling and, you know, don't, don't get too excited. Cause who knows if it's actually accurate, but Kyle Higashioka. No, starting, come on. He's starting. I he's know starting. he's starting. He's Garrett Cole's personal catcher. Come on. Yes. You really think Higgy's going to have some great I moment? I think that would just be completely epic. It would be so amazing. Oh my, it Honestly, would be great. it would be great. I would I'm love not, that. I'm not sensing a big game from Giancarlo Stanton because I believe the hype is a little too much and I'm not sure they'll actually pitch to him. Um, obviously he crushed it at Fenway, literally. Um, just less than a week ago. So he, he won three games. That's what he did. He won right. three games by himself. Right. Exactly. But I have a feeling that he's not going to be the factor in that game tomorrow. So who do you think is going to be the factor offensively? Who's getting well, on base? Who's making things happen? Well, you know what you're going to get from Aaron judge. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to get that. I would say maybe Anthony Rizzo is a guy to circle a guy who's, who's won a world series. And you got to remember, not a lot of guys on this Yankee team have actually won a world series. You know who has Brett, Brett Gardner. Gardner, Brett Gardner. I could see Brett Gardner having one of those, those real gritty at bats that changes going off. Yeah. That just changes the game. And even if he gets out, it's one of those at bats where he like, he makes Garrett Whitlock throw like 19 pitches to him. It's like, yeah, like you can, he got out and he grounded out to second base, but he made the reliever throw a lot of pitches. That's classic Guardy right there. Classic Guardy. And he moved, probably moved a runner over. Probably moved a runner over. Typical. Yeah, typical. Um, yeah, maybe Brett Gardner is a guy that you could probably circle. And, you know, it's tough to it's tough to homer off of Valdi. So there's going to be a lot of, you know, I don't know, maybe Joey Gallo. He's got the kind of swing where if, if Evaldi's throwing heavy sinkers, I feel like Joey Gallo could go down and get one. Um, I don't well, love that. You know, that. Giancarlo can. It's just a matter of him staying disciplined at the plate. Yeah, yeah, and and you can expose Stanton on the slider, and that's we've seen that repeatedly. The Rays did that to him nonstop this weekend, which is why he was a little bit less of a factor than he probably could have been in ensuring that the Yankees actually made it to this game. And that's you know that was the whole stress of of yesterday was that the Blue Jays just blew out the Orioles, blew mm-hmm. them out, blew them out. It, the game was over in the second inning. So yeah. your scoreboard watching, you're looking at the Blue Jays and saying they won their game today. So if we don't win, we have to play tiebreaker games. We have to play game right. 163. And the, and the Mariners, right. you know, they had an off chance of winning the game yesterday. And it's, it's a damn shame about the Mariners. I watched their game on Saturday. I, I liked them. I kind of wanted them to, to be in a position to at least, you know, if, if the Red Sox lost and the Mariners and Blue Jays at one, at least like give the Mariners a shot because they were a really mm-hmm. fun team. And they had this big comeback win on Saturday. It was really exciting. It was a all they had on the screen the entire time must win to stay in playoff race. And it was just really, really exciting. And then a a pretty downtrodden final game against the angels, which they lost obviously, but the the blue Jays did the opposite. They, they put themselves in a position where they were just waiting for either the Yankees or the Red Sox to lose. And obviously the Yankees and the Red Sox won. It took the Red Sox until the ninth inning as well, but they scored seven runs to our one run. So Hey, we only needed one. We only That's needed it. one. We only needed one. Who would have said, or who would have thought that we could have gotten so many more? You just never know. You never know. You never know. And it would have been nice if, if maybe on Saturday, that four, three loss, maybe if we had mm-hmm. won that game, I would have been a little more calm and relaxed on Sunday. Like, you know what? Everything's fine. We're golden. We're in the playoffs. We can just kind of make sure everyone's healthy. Maybe get 
Chapman some work, just keep him sharp, you know, because we got a day off tomorrow. No, it was it was as stress filled as it can be. But I'm kind of hoping that winning winning your your playoff berth on game 162 in the bottom of the ninth, kind of hoping that brings a little energy in. I mean, they were mm-hmm. pouring champagne on Bronxy the turtle, so they must have been pretty hyped up. Yeah, that was. Uh... I mean, I, I think they talked about this on the uh, Talking Yanks podcast, but I didn't realize that Bronxy was so small. Oh, he's tiny. He's so he's, small. He or she, we don't know. We don't know if it's a guy or a girl because Odor in his post-game interview was mixing up he and she. And I was like, is it a boy? Is it a girl? Who, how do we know? I don't know. No, Nestor Cortez bought the turtle. So I feel like he should probably know. Yeah, that's true too. But um, just going back to yesterday's game, Obviously, Tyler Wade scores the winning run, but I think basically everyone was talking about this, but Gio Urshela putting his life literally on the line oh, to yeah. make that catch. By the way, also never seen Gary Sanchez run quite that fast either. No, he so, was like, he like teleported to the dugout. He, he was teleported there. Yeah. He was booking it, but that was a sensational, just like effort high effort, high energy. Like he knew he needed to get that ball because I cannot believe he stayed in the game after that, after crashing into the dugout like that. And, and I had like, I had basically written him off in the game and then I saw him come up for his at bat. And I'm like, why is he still in this game? He's clearly concussed. You saw him in the field that next, um, that next inning, he was hurting bad. Yeah. And I and was you like, saw just... he limped down the first baseline too for, on a grounder. Mm-hmm. And, and I think they took him out right after that. Um, mm-hmm. So hopefully he's okay to go tomorrow. All I know is that it was miraculous. He literally, you know, had no time to react. He Jeterian. just jumped into the dugout. Jeterian. And I have to say, Angel Hernandez flopping into the dugout <laughs> to make the call was pretty epic too. <laughs> I remember Lindsay Adler quotes we that. It's like, dude, just take the stairs. What the hell? <laughs> Why are you trying oh, no. to go over oh, the no. railing? <laughs> that call had to be made in the most dramatic fashion. And he oh my did God. there it. goes Angel Hernandez making it all about himself. In the dugout. Like what's going on? All of a sudden you see a hand go up and it's like, yeah. <laughs> like who is that? he was on the ground and he just said, Oh, he's out. <laughs> <laughs> and then I started crying because, you know, obviously they were calling over the trainers and the Yankees, you know, coaches. And I'm like, Oh my God, no. Yeah. Boone got but there quick man, too. Boone was there quick. <laughs> He put his life on the line to make that catch. And I, I do, I know Gio's had an off year. I know, well, I guess you couldn't call it an off year. He had a spectacular year, a couple of other years, but this year was not as great. And this is, this is probably a career average year for him. Yeah. His defense was not as great, uh, this year. So just seeing him make that effort and really show how much he freaking wanted to go to the playoffs was just it felt good to watch after we knew he was okay. Absolutely. It is going to suck when we trade Gio Rochella this offseason. That mm-hmm. That's going to sting. Luke Voigt is not going to sting quite as much because you know, once, he, once he started making a stink when we traded for Anthony Rizzo about, I was an MVP candidate last year and I deserve to be here. And they're like, yeah, you're right, Luke. You're right. And everybody knows you're right. It's just, it's kind of tacky to say it. And yeah. also, we went and got Anthony Rizzo. So you haven't played this year. You haven't been on the field. Right. We need a first and baseman. Someone's got to back play first. on the IL. So yeah, and so Luke Voigt, I would I would say is probably gone. Uh, I don't know. Maybe 
I don't know if they re-sign Rizzo or if they go somewhere else. You don't know. Maybe they maybe they move LeMahieu to first base, and, and if they move LeMahieu to first base, maybe you can keep Gio at third. Mm-hmm. But, you know, LeMahieu's value doesn't really come from being a third baseman or a first right. baseman, and at least you can get a little bit more of it if you're at third instead of first. You know, first baseman are just supposed to be power, and that is something that DJ LeMahieu did not have this year. There was no power in his swing. So... Speaking of first baseman, I just have to bring this up before I forget. Um, I don't remember exactly what game it was, but it was against the Blue Jays. No, maybe Friday night's game. Albert Abreu made an amazing. Yes, he did. At first base. That was a game. That was a season saving scoop. That was a season saving scoop. He shocked everyone, including himself. (laughs) Yeah, that was. that's, That's like. I always love when broadcasters give catchers credit for like those insane picks that they make. And I'm just yeah. saying they're like, he had no idea the ball was there. He just threw his glove out and, and the ball went in the glove. And that's what, that's what Albert Abreu did. He's like, Oh, I've seen Anthony Rizzo do this before. The ball is here. Yes. It's an out. <laughs> that was epic. And the fact is like, everyone just stopped every single person. They're like, did he just do that? Yeah. Save the season. Save the season because mm-hmm. if, if we lost that game against the Blue Jays, mm-hmm. we are we are in a bad spot, a very bad spot going into this weekend series with the Rays. And if it, if it goes the way it does, we're playing today. We're playing right now against the Toronto right. Blue Jays in a tiebreaker game for the right to play the Boston Red Sox. And the way the Blue Jays swung the bat this weekend against the Orioles, I don't think I would have liked being in a one-game playoff against them. Listen, I love postseason drama but not when it involves my team. Exactly. I was just, as an objective baseball fan, I was very much rooting for the four-way tie, just like like ultimate chaos. But like in the back of my mind, I was like, you know what? Like if the Yankees could just win one game and, and ensure they're going to be in the wild card game, I think that would, oh, that would make me feel so much better. I would feel so much better about rooting <laughs> for this kind of chaos if the Yankees could just win a single game against the just Tampa Bay Rays. one Game. Just one game and, and we'll be fine. Everything's going to be great. And, but, you know, there's in the back of your head, you're like, you know what? A four-way tie would be pretty cool. That'd be pretty cool. Two tiebreaker games in one day. They have to move the wild card game to Wednesday so they can play two tiebreakers in a row. That would be pretty fun. Three elimination <laughs> games in a row. Doesn't sound too bad, huh? Wink, yeah. wink. <laughs> no, that would that would have been awesome. But I'm, I'm glad the Yankees got it done, even if it took them until the last half inning. They got it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank God for, for Albert Abreu making that season saving snag at first base, because if we lost that game against the blue Jays, that would have been really bad. Uh, also, uh, we haven't talked about Garrett Cole against the blue Jays. That was the game we were supposed to win. And Garrett oh, yes, Cole, that's right. Yeah. He's, he's, he's bad right now. He's, he's very bad right now. <laughs> Pitchers sure aren't exactly doing what they're supposed to. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but there's, there's something I, <laughs> I know he usually steps it up for the postseason in general. So I'm hoping that maybe it's just kind of like get the last minute postseason like jitters out of the way. Yeah. Well, he, he tweaked, he tweaked his leg early in September. And Mm -hmm. since then he had one good start after that, but since then he hasn't really pitched all that well, but you also, you know, if you're the New York Yankees, you don't really have a choice, but to throw him in this game, even if he's not a hundred percent, you went out and signed a $324 million pitcher. Yeah. He pitches the one game playoff, no matter what, if he's pitching at 50%, if he's pitching at 75%, he pitches this game and knowing Garrett Cole, the way we've known him in these big moments, 
I am pretty confident that even if he's only 75% healthy, that he's going to, he's going to be good enough. He's going to be good enough to give the Yankees offense a good chance to win this game. I don't think he's not going to get blown up for seven runs. That's just something that's not going to happen, but I don't know, five innings, three runs. That's a good chance to win that game for the Yankees. That's a really good chance. It's not, you know, seven shutout innings, Garrett Cole, the real guy that we signed, but you know, three runs that's doable. That's doable with this bullpen. Who's the bullpen won't give up a single run tomorrow. That's my promise to the people. The bullpen will not give up a single run tomorrow. It's all going to be on Garrett Cole and whether the offense can back him up. I agree. I agree. And, um, you know, the Yankees are super, super lucky that the Red Sox were in a position where they needed to use Chris sale yesterday yes. as opposed to Oh, the to be one. honest, I, I kind of think Chris Sale would have been a better matchup for us just because of the, you know, the lefty on righty stuff. And even Anthony Rizzo is better against lefties by like a significant margin. So you're looking at, you know, your first four is Glaber Torres, Anthony Rizzo, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton's. That's four guys who just eat lefties alive. And then you get to, you know, Joey Gallo. Chris I know Sale. it's it's Chris Sale. He's he's Chris the Red Sox Sale. version of Garrett Cole, where you go out and get Chris Sale to pitch in this game, and he shows up because he's the ace of your staff. And you know, I'm I'm feeling okay against Nathan Avaldi. I I I think in the back of my mind, I liked the matchup against Chris Sale a little bit better. But in the also in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, Chris Sale has been here and done that. And and not that Nathan Avaldi hasn't been here and done that, but he's never been, you know, that he's never been the wild card game guy, the guy you're turning right. to in the one game playoff, say, here's the ball, go get us a win. He's not that guy. He's not. If that you guy. had a choice between him and Garrett Cole, you'd go with Garrett Cole. Yeah. A hundred sure. times out of a hundred, a hundred right. times out of a hundred. Right. You In no world would you pick Nathan Avaldi. No yeah. offense, Nathan. Still love you. No, he had Still a great year. Great, great year. And, and he has shown up in, in big playoff series in the past. Mm -hmm. we, we remember that game against the Dodgers uh, a few years ago in the world series where, you know, they end up losing that game, but Nathan Evaldi threw like what, six innings of, mm -hmm. of no hit ball before they finally lost the game. That was great. That saved their bullpen that, that got them through. That's the reason the Red Sox won the world series in 2018 was because you can look back at that game and say, Nathan Evaldi saved our bullpen. The Dodgers didn't save their bullpen. And that's what saved us down the stretch. Now, speaking of the Red Sox bullpen this year, uh, even though they're getting Garrett Whitlock back, I have zero concerns. Zero concerns about the Red Sox bullpen. If you if you get to see Adam Adovino tomorrow in a one game playoff in like the seventh inning, game's over. Chalk it up. Yankees win. Adam Adovino is going to get eaten alive tomorrow if he pitches. Put that in the books. It's done. You know, I used to really like Adam Adovino, of course, when he was on the Yankees. But you know, there was one moment this year that really rubbed me the wrong way, and that's the Shohei Otani thing. Yes, that's yep. when he yelled at Shohei Otani when it was his birthday. He said, happy birthday, bitch. And I was like, oh, Allison just cursed on the podcast. Sure. Oh, no. <laughs> I just, I don't know. It just really rubbed me the wrong way. And now because it, it was like, it was pointless. Like, it was a stupid thing. To, like, what? Why are you even bothering? Why are you even bothering right. to do this? But it's, unless it you're like BFFs and you're just like making a joke, but that was yeah, but not, not a joke. <laughs> yeah, they're not. He was like legitimately talking trash to the MVP who was just universally the most beloved player in baseball right now because he's, he's if you extrapolated his stats his pitching stats over like an average Cy Young's innings worth of pitching he's in that conversation and mm -hmm. if you just only took his hitting stats and threw away the pitching stats entirely he's still in the MVP conversation 
Yeah. So obviously he's going to win the MVP and he's lovable and he does all this stuff, but he is just, it's impossible to hate him. He's just so good. And it was one thing when he said I could strike out Babe Ruth because, you know, Babe Ruth played in 1920 and he wasn't seeing what Adam Adovino has to offer. That's he probably could strike Babe Ruth out if we're being honest, but to go after a player who's like alive and playing at the same time as you and is significantly better than you as a pitcher, he plays your position too. And he's better at it than you are. Like, what, what are you doing? He's probably better than the majority of the Boston Red Sox, to be completely honest. I would I mean, say, honestly, I would say Chris Sale is the only guy on in the Red Sox rotation that would that would get the bump above Shohei Otani. And and Sale didn't even pinch a full year. Who knows what his his full season stats look like? Maybe they're worse. Otani can still hit home runs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Chris Sale would never. Chris Sale could never. He's Mm-mm. Chris Sale is one of those guys who who walks up to the plate and takes three fastballs down the middle and just walks back to the dugout. Doesn't matter. He's not. He's not even trying to lay down a sack bun. He's just like, I'm just, I mean, I'm just here because I have. Honestly, to be. that's the AL manager's uh, best case scenario is having your pitcher go up there and be like, "Do not swing, do not move, do nothing, <laughs> just let yourself strike out." Yeah, if there's <laughs> if there's like a man on first and and zero or no outs, you can like, you know, hold the bat like you would normally, like if you were in a swing, but just like stick it out there. Maybe the ball runs into the bat. We don't know. We don't know what happens, but like, don't move at all right no motion don't make an effort to do anything yeah because that's that's how we end up with ching ming wong straining or, or masahiro tanaka straining both his hamstrings or, or ching ming wong getting injured down the down the stretch for the I, I don't remember what month it was but i feel like it was like a really pivotal part of the season we lost our in houston best pitcher or second best pitcher yeah and that's that's what happens when your pitcher is is running the bases or trying to hit or or jacob de this year even said that you know, after not hitting last year, he felt like swinging was kind of hurting his arm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Why is he swinging? Why? I know Jacob DeGrom can hit a little bit, but if it's going to stop you from pitching, let's mm-hmm. not. Let's not. You mean the position you were paid to play? Yeah, no one paid Jacob DeGrom because he's a pretty good hitter as a pitcher. No one paid him for that. You paid him so he could throw eight innings. That's what you paid him for. I have to tell you, though, that that Ming Wong moment was... I, I can literally it was devastating. watching it. Was it. Devastating. Like, it's one of the worst nightmares that I've had. Like, you know how there's baseball moments that you will never forget where you are and what you were doing. That moment was that for me too. Yeah. Yeah. It was devastating because uh, yeah, Julian Wong was so lovable too. And he was so good mm-hmm. and, and he was just so wholesome. And uh, you know, the same thing with Masahiro Tanaka it was just, he, it, I kind of miss Masa this year because this, these are the games that Masa really turned it up for. And, oh, and yes. you know, Garrett Cole would still get this game. I mean, he knew how to get to that gear and he knew exactly what he needed to do and he got it done. Absolutely. And, and you know, nothing that wouldn't have happened. Masa. But I, I specifically remember watching him run from third to home, trying to tag up on a sack fly. And I could see the moment that he strained both his hamstrings. And I just it mm-hmm. seared into my brain. I'm like, oh, he just lost our second best pitcher. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, uh, you know, good news though in the postseason, because technically this is the postseason, extra innings, we don't have that runner on second base. Great. That's so dumb. And it benefits the Yankees because the Yankees, I think, more than any other team in baseball, are more primed to get the walk-off home run. 
I don't think any other team in baseball is really as designed to be, you know, the home team and have a better chance with nobody on base. You know, we're not, we're not the team that gets that guy in from second. We don't bunt him over to third. We don't do any of that. We're still up there trying to hit home runs. And if there happens to be a guy on second, there happens to be a guy on second, you know, it is what it is. Or if we haven't only hit a single, great. We scored. That's great. Uh, I think that definitely benefits the Yankees. That, that stupid rule is not going to be in effect. Yeah, I'm happy about that. So that is good. And I'm just reading an article just now about um, Rafael Devers and how he's um, using the underdog, um, the underdog narrative this year for the Red Sox. Fuck off. You guys had the freaking, you know, AL East locked up. You have home field advantage in the wild card. You're not exactly the underdog in this game, although the betting money is on the Yankees, but it's close. It's the Yankees are like Nobody minus 115 in us at the beginning yeah. of the year. Nobody believed in us halfway through the season. Yeah. Cause you blew a 15 game lead in the AL East. Like peace. Yes, that's true. Don't forget that. Don't forget that the Red Sox blew a huge lead. The Yankees never had a huge games, lead. But you know I, what I mean. Yeah. I, I remember thinking back like three, four months ago saying yeah. like if the Yankees could just get to like seven or eight game lead. And they just never got there. And we would have run away with the season at that point, which of course we wouldn't have looking back. We definitely would not have run away with the season because this was just the streakiest team of all time. So we would have collapsed eventually, but I feel like if we could have just gotten to that seven game, eight game mark, we would have been in a better position, maybe have home field advantage for this game. Uh, Not that it's going to matter because everyone's going to be turned up for that. And and Yankee fans travel. There are going to be Yankee fans in Fenway park tomorrow. And there are going to be brawls in the stands and, and drinks being thrown at people. And it's going to be an atmosphere. Yeah. I'm still really super nervous. I just... Oh yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to be shaking all day. I'm going to be shaking all day. And I know tonight I'm trying to take a step back from baseball for the most part, just kind of reset yourself, get yourself ready. And, and I did radio this morning. I did radio. To, I do radio tomorrow. So that's like, Half an hour total. That's how much time I will spend on baseball tomorrow before the game. Other than that, we're doing schoolwork. We're doing yard work if I have to. Maybe I'll go and buy a lawnmower and mow the lawn. I'll do whatever it takes to not think about baseball until 8 o'clock. Okay. So I won't, I won't survive the day. I won't get through it. And, and we're, I got school tomorrow. I can go to school. That's what I'll do. I'll go to school and I'll get out early. I'll just get up, walk out. And, you know, Stacy's going to be mad at me when she hears this on the podcast. And I'm just going to leave school early for a baseball game and whatever, whatever. We'll, we'll figure it out. Very, it's a one game playoff. Important. Yeah. It's, it's very, a one game playoff. Yeah. Give me a break, mom. These don't come around every year, except if you're the Yankees. Yeah, and not not last year or the year before that. Just 2017, 2018, 2015, mm-hmm. Dallas Keuchel. 15, my oh, God. I was at that game too, and I was sitting I was sitting behind the Yankees bullpen and just watching Dallas Keuchel take the life out of the entire stadium. And you could see like down into the bullpen, like those guys were just not in the game anymore. So when you're getting three hit by the Cy Young, it's, it's a tough mm-hmm. feeling. Tough feeling. Plus they had limps limps into the playoffs into that position and yeah. they're like okay yeah we can do this let's beat the Cy Young dude and yeah old you know, team you kind of you kind of had the feeling this is like this is the last shot if we don't get it mm-hmm. on this shot then then you know we're probably not gonna have a chance for a while and then you know 2017 comes around and all of a sudden hold on a second the rebuild only took one year <laughs> oh, so nerve-wracking so exciting 
Yeah. This is I, why we do it, Allison. This is why we do it. This is tomorrow is the big day and we are going to be lit for tomorrow. I'm going to, I might text you like a hundred times tomorrow. You know, it's so interesting because when I signed up to be a New York Yankees fan, I didn't realize there'd be so much mental anguish that came along with it. Didn't realize it. A space. You know what? Once it's over, whenever that happens, whether it be tomorrow, whether it be a world series championship, once it's over for the season, I will be depressed and start my baseball countdown and Let's, let's not talk about that. Let's not I'm talk just telling about you. that. I'm just telling you. Yeah, we, we don't but have to I talk know, about what happens after the season. We can just leave that. The aside. mental anguish and the exhaustion, it comes with the territory. Yep. So thank you, New York Yankees, for giving me a lot more anxiety than I was born with. I appreciate you. Yes. And and preparations for the offseason conversations if the Yankees lose tomorrow. That's It's going to be a bloodbath if they lose. You know, they maybe I should start game. charging the Yankees for my therapy sessions. I think they'd pay it. I think they would. I Listen, think they recognize your contribution to the fan base. They would say, you know what? We need to keep this girl healthy. We need to keep her mind right. It's very, very important. So I, I would so appreciate it. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> honestly, that's what affects my mood the most. It's not, it's not work. It's not friendships. It's not relationships. It's the fucking New York Yankees. It is. It's insane. I'll, I'll hang out with like other people like Rob's wedding last week. And also congratulations to Rob. He actually made it down the aisle and good job. He got married. Way to go. He's on, uh, he's on vacation in Antigua now on his honeymoon. Good for him. But hanging out with, with all those people that like I went to college with and, and his family that I know very well, it kind of occurred to me that, I was the only one there who had their entire mental state affected by nine baseball players. Mm-hmm. Only one there. And it's, it was not healthy. It was not healthy. No, it's not. But at the same time, it's hilarious. Yeah. When you just sit there. Because when they win, your it. mental state's really good. You're when in a you great look spot. at it from an outside perspective. And in your brain, all of this is so real and it's so prevalent and it's so at the front of your mind. And then you look at it from someone else's point of view. You're like, wow, they must think I'm nuts. We've spoken about this before. They yeah. must think we're psychopaths, yeah, which people, we are. People, people look at you and they're like, I'm sorry, is she befriending the wives and the girlfriends of the players? Is she like that invested? She wants to be friends with them? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, who wouldn't want to be friends with Amy Cole? She is. Have you seen her slider? It's sick. Right. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. (laughs) But I will tell you because my boyfriend was supposed to move in um, like halfway through this month. And after the game yesterday, because he was sitting on the other side of the room and I'm, you know, curled up like freaking out, biting my nails, doing everything I can to just not focus on the game, but I had to focus on the game. And after the game is over, he looks at me, he goes, so do you think it'd be a good idea if I moved in like after the postseason?" I said, (laughs) depends on how the wild card game goes. Depends on how the wild card game goes. (laughs) Maybe never. I don't know. (laughs) Oh my God. All right. Well, do you have any, any final thoughts before we, before we depart, any final thoughts for the Yankee fans who will listen to this tomorrow and be suffering alongside us? So obviously tomorrow is a huge, huge day. Um, you know, super nervous, super excited at the same time. This 
lineup that they're going to put out tomorrow is what got us to this point in the year. So we have to have faith in our lineup. We have to be excited about it. And we have to come out full force, as energetic as possible, whether you're cheering from home or cheering from Fenway Park or the bars downtown in the Bronx. Whatever we're doing, we got to give it our all. These Yankees need our support. And I'm nervous. I'm excited. Go Brett Gardner. Um, You know, all that good stuff. I can't wait for Brett Gardner to hit a home run tomorrow. I can't wait for that. It's going to be, I got to knock on wood real quick, but it is going to be incredible. Every I will, time Brett Gardner comes up to bat, I will um, live stream. You gotta live. I will record. You yeah. Yep. I will do that. Record I live. just, I don't know how to live stream. So I've just been like setting up my video camera and just going with it for yeah. the entire bat. That's fair. Uh, yeah. That's great. Final thoughts. Uh, my final thoughts, Yankees fans stay sane tomorrow. Focus on work for focus on school. Don't think about the game until eight o'clock. If you have nothing to do tomorrow, go ahead and download TikTok. Watch a bunch of videos of elephants or or sea otters, just cute animal videos. Watch a bunch yeah. of that. Maybe watch, watch a whole series on Netflix. Ted Lasso. Watch Ted Lasso. First season. You can get that done in a day. Just get to eight o'clock mentally healthy. That's all we need to do. Because once that game starts, there will be no more mental health. Oh, so just um, be ready. So- so you said mentally healthy, get to eight o'clock mentally healthy. I was going to suggest that people watch squid game on Netflix, but that's probably not a good idea. So don't no, do that. I, I've heard that's a little violent and that's a little mental health. Not good. Yeah, no, let's, let's not do squid game. Let's do something wholesome like Ted Lasso. Let's, okay. No, very um, wholesome. The other thing too, is if you go on TikTok and you decide that you want to get hyped up a little bit, you can go to the Yankees TikTok and you can watch some really good highlights, maybe like right before the game. So like seven 30, so yeah. seven 30, go on to Yankees, TikTok, watch all of those um, highlights. They are pretty sweet and they will get you hype. I haven't, I haven't watched the highlight tape yet that they put out for the wild card game. I'm waiting. I'm holding on to it until seven 55, right before the game starts. Say, and I'm going to get might amped hold up. on to it like halfway through the game. Yeah, you get a little fifth inning, sixth inning right. lull. Depending just... what the circumstances are. So if the Yankees are behind, that gets me a little more excited about it. If the Yankees are ahead, I'm like, yeah, let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. Let's so keep I think that's what I'm going to do. Yes. And we will be, as always, available via Twitter all day, every day for Yankees fans to come and, and commiserate with us. I'll be available. Yes. Allison we'll be around. And yeah, not just because Facebook and Instagram are probably going to shut down again tomorrow, um, which was the only reason I was on Twitter so much today. But <laughs> Yankees Facebook in shambles. <laughs> right. Exactly. I was just, and I kept going to the apps and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Oh, right. I have Twitter. I have this thing called Twitter. Got it. Yes. Okay. Twitter. That's where it's at. That's where it's at. All right. Well, we'll wrap it up there for today. And as always, get ready. Get ready because tomorrow, Yankees Red Sox. One game playoff. Winner continues to play baseball. Loser does not play any more baseball. Loser goes to their mansion in Florida for a while. Everyone's planning vacations already. Let's go. All right. Fingers crossed. Let's go, baby. See ya. Bye.